0: Welcome to the Politics and Bros Podcast. This is Thursday, August 27th. Uh, and things are going okay. Uh Howell, how
1: you doing, man? Uh, backed by popular demand. It's, it's been, been a, a while. It's been a hot minute. Yeah. Yeah. We're 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 we've been getting fan mail asking where we are. Um <laughs> so, you know, they pulled us out of the basement to record another podcast. Um,
0: yeah, we've been busy trying to figure out, uh, if kids are going to school or not and how they're going to do this and
1: you know, life,
0: life in general. So
1: sorry, folks. Yeah, exactly. Um, into summer, you know, people getting away for vacations and whatnot. So hold your horses, people. We're, did you, did you guys
0: go anywhere besides your, your
1: jaunt out West? We actually just came back from Traverse City, which nice. for those who may not be familiar, is I'm looking at my hand now to imagine Michigan, is, <laughs> the mitten. Yeah, is on the ring finger, the tip of the ring finger. Yeah, about. Uh, have you ever been up there? I've never been up to Traverse City, um, but I've I've heard great things. It's it's yeah. very very beautiful. Yeah, Grand Traverse Bay is is quite beautiful, and nice. um, they have the Sleeping Bear Dunes, which was evidently voted the prettiest place in America um, last year. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, I don't know who voted on it. If that was like the the Traverse City um, tourism convention or something, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they voted know, for themselves. Yes, but yeah, we were there last weekend for a long weekend, and um, Michigan is quite nice with all its uh, breweries and wine. Mm-hmm. I mean, wineries too. Yeah, wineries. Uh, yeah, I was actually. I'd never really spent much time in Michigan up there, and and, and we were we were very Impressed, it was a yeah. uh, good time and um, very in like kind of interesting people. Lots of uh, Arabs up there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, lots of Trump signs next to Biden signs. Uh, it was just it was it was a uh, it was good to be in someplace a little bit different from Illinois and Chicago, specifically.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, as you know, we spend a lot of time in
0: southwestern michigan my in-laws have a small place uh near south haven michigan and uh we were there we went to, we went for a few days this month um to get out of town and work from there and we uh my oldest son went early with my in-laws and they went uh blueberry picking and they picked six pounds of blueberries and <laughs> it lasted maybe that seems excessive uh, yeah, but the the six pounds lasted maybe three days before it was all gone because oh, wow. they were amazing. Because it's, it, I mean, it's the height of the blueberry season right now mm-hmm. in um in Michigan. So uh, they were, del- oh my god, they were delicious. I was just taking cupfuls of it and going down the lake, and you know, or going out on the boat. And, stuff. and Top of those pretty easily. It was amazing. <laughs> we're gonna go back. I think uh, my son's got like a teacher conference work day on a Friday and I think we'll pull We'll take that day and go for a long weekend again before it starts to get chilly.
1: Yeah, it was quite warm when we were there this weekend. Mm. Um, uh, I thought it might be a little cooler that far up North, but no, it was, it was warm, but it made good, made for good lake weather. So yeah, yeah that was, that was good, but um, good stuff. yeah, it's been, <sighs> it's been such a minute. I think, you know, we had intentions on kind of, trying out a new format tonight, right? But, um, I think enough's happened since we last recorded that, uh, we thought we'd just maybe go back to the old, old standby and cover a couple topics before we give you guys something new next week or the week after. So, um, I'm excited, excited to talk about some, some, some of the stuff that's been happening. Yeah. Yeah. And of course
0: the big one is, uh, it's I mean now it's been it seems like it's been forever. Uh but uh Kamala Harris is the uh, the first black South Asian black and South Asian woman or person I guess to be on a major party ticket. Kamala. 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 <laughs> I know, I, we were saying this before, I, I know somebody Somebody in conservative circles was getting a, a, a lot of grief for not pronouncing it correctly, intentionally or, un, or unintentionally, so now I'm very, I don't know, I, I want to be like cautious that, about how I say it. Kamala, yeah. I, Kamala is how I've always said it.
1: I, don't I feel know if like that I name is, is unique enough that mispronouncing it is, does not necessarily mean you're a racist or a sexist. <laughs> I hope so. Um, I hope that's a true statement. <laughs> but if you're doing it on purpose, that's a different different story. I agree. Yeah. Uh, if you know how it's pronounced, but you still insist on being a
0: dick, yeah, you, you might be a racist.
1: <laughs> um. But um, yeah. So, what do you think of this choice? Well, she was my pick all along. Yeah. I, I don't know if we would go back and rewind some of these episodes, but I think we talked about it as Mm -hmm. far as like VP choices. I mean, even when the um, uh, the actual primaries or sorry, the campaign was underway and, you know, January back then I was always saying that she should drop out because I felt like she would be a good vice presidential candidate. Mm -hmm. um, And she was taking away Voters for Joe Biden, um, you know. I think she brings a she brings experience. She brings uh, diversity um, in both her ethnicity and her gender, um, and she has a pretty liberal voting record. If you look at her, the way she's voted since she's been in the Senate. Um, now, some people, uh, well, I'll get to that later. So, you know, I think she was a pretty, pretty, in a way, a pretty safe choice. I know many people who were thought that if Biden selected a handful of any of the other women, it would be too far left. Yeah. So uh, it's been interesting to watch sort of the reaction on how to attack her from the the Trump campaign side, um, but yeah, I mean, I think overall, I think she makes the ticket stronger and plays into the sort of the power center left of of the of the base and the electorate.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I knew I I would have. I would say, I think I said this a whole bunch of, she was definitely, I thought in the top three to get it. And I was, I was on the Keisha Lance bottoms, the mayor of Atlanta. I was on the, on the bandwagon for her to get it. Um, Homer, but, but was that
1: Homer? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hometown. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I think it's. I do think it's a good choice. I do think it's interesting. I do think it still opens up a lot of attacks. I mean, she basically called him a segregationist in in, in the debates uh, late last year in 2019, and um, was not very kind to him, and, and specifically went after him in those debates to show how strong she could be. Uh, so I do, you know, the irony of that is not lost on me, and clearly it wasn't lost on a lot of uh, conservative pundits who brought up that same point over the last several weeks. But. Um, you know she was she's a lawyer she was uh you know I was the top cop in in California and i think uh it's interesting cuz i always say you know governors as an and as a general rule make better presidents but she's she's still has that state kind of kind of executive i mean top you know top ag i think that's a perfect thing for for a uh, for a vice president uh, for yeah. sure and puts her in a good position over the next four or eight years, depending on what happens, to to be um, a solid presidential candidate, more solid than she was in in, in 2019 before she dropped out in, in, in December. So, um, and it was smart that she dropped out prior to the primaries. I think that really kind of that really did give her the leg up in the in the in the selection process. Um, but when you saw that original list of 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 women that he was looking at or supposedly looking at really, it was her Keisha Lance bottoms, maybe Susan Rice that were kind of the only three that made any sense out of the whole list. Um, But I think, you know, we talked about this, that Susan Rice was just going to be a bad choice and, and, you know, the, mm-hmm. the ghosts of, uh, or the ghost, that's a bad way to put it, but the, uh, the nightmare of Benghazi um, would just have sucked up all the air out of the room. And that's all they would have talked about. Um, in the in the pundit world, um, in yeah. the conservative pundit world, so yeah, they uh, would to lean into that
1: quite heavily. Yeah. Uh, I think um, getting back to sort of uh, you know how to attack her or whatnot, what her weaknesses are. Um, I had a, a friend sort of say uh, he was worried that uh, she might not inspire um, some of the the base to the the, the democratic. Base to come out, you know, like like someone maybe like um, Elizabeth Warren might have or someone maybe a little bit more, I guess, vocally progressive because um, I think Kamala Harris's record, at least voting record, is is pretty liberal. Um, but I, I said to him, you know, I, th- I think the people who um, – Know enough about the people who know enough uh, to know sort of the nuance of Kamala Harris's record and and sort of what she stands for and what she's voted for. Um, those people that may not that know enough to know that they don't necessarily agree with it and it doesn't they don't like it too much mm-hmm. are also not are also the same people who realize how important this election is. And I don't think. Uh, amongst a larger subset of people who realize that that, how important this election is. I'm just saying they would also recognize how important it is. They're not going to, I don't think they're going to let those that I don't think they're going to let that not, not vote for Biden either by not turning out or voting the third party. So I, I, I really think, you know, she, she's good. I think she, she, strengthens places where Biden himself was weak um i think she is can kind of be a, a little bit of an attack dog from while Biden plays the you know um grandfather role uh, <laughs> literally <laughs> and figuratively
0: literally plays
1: the grandfather role I mean, he's probably a great grandfather i don't know but uh yeah yeah so um Yeah, I I mean, I think it'll be, we have here in our notes, you know, what problems does she present for Trump and Pence? I mean, I would think, you know, if if Mike Pence actually does have any sort of, um, if he's not just a robot, he'd probably peed his pants because I think he's going to, she's going to, you know, her prosecutorial background is just going to be a tough match for him in, in the debates.
0: Yeah, I think so. But I mean, thinking back to I mean, some of the debate formats, uh, you know, in the past, there's only been one vice presidential debate, Um, and the formats don't really lend themselves to a cross examination the way that which would play to her strength. I mean, that might be different this time around, and it's going to be interesting to see it. But I do, I mean, I do think the styles. He's a lot more. Pence is a lot more. um, He's deliberate in the way he speaks for a reason she and it's not that it's not that Kamala Harris isn't deliberate it's just that she you know she's a lawyer and she's a prosecutor and she knows how to get to her point um Pence wants to speak a little bit more softly i think so I, i'm i'm wondering what styles are going to come out honestly uh when when they debate if they debate you know cuz right. Nancy Pelosi's already floated that you don't legitimize these candidates by debating them, which is one of the most asinine comments I've ever heard in my life, but he's president. um, (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's the, it doesn't matter if you believe he's legit. He's he's
1: the president. He's the president. Yeah. you have to debate him. And I mean, it might, it actually might be a position for Biden to be like, look, I don't listen to you Pelosi. So I'm going to debate, you know what I mean? Like it actually may turn out to be um, a, a nice sort of pivot point for Biden to be like, look, I'm not a, I'm not gonna be a, a lackey for the the hard left I'm gonna yeah. do but be my own man so
0: um, well I think it's I mean for from an independent standpoint I think it's a really good this ticket's very good because Biden and, and Kamala Harris are not necessarily ideologues the way that Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren are right um yeah you, know, you could tell especially with Kamala you could say her waffling on Medicare for all not that it was waffling I think she just she was trying to struggle with you know she, yeah it's a great talking point it's a good thing for the left to aspire for aspire to to have medicare for all but she understands the pitfalls she understands the imperfections in a in a proposal like that so while yeah it's a good thing she she's not an ideologue that she's willing to ignore all the problems with it just to score the political points and i think right. she's very she's very thoughtful in her approach in in public policy and you know biden historically was the same way too um, so I think from in from the independence and center left center right standpoint, I think it's a I think it's a good ticket. Uh, I, but what worries me the most is um, before we get anything else, is we can skip around a little bit. But the the protests and, and mm-hmm. looting that's happening now, especially in Kenosha, mm-hmm. um, it plays to Trump's strengths, unfortunately, um, mm-hmm. in my opinion, because he is he's the law and order president, and but, well perceived strengths. Perceived strengths, right. Yeah. But, I, I, you know, I think um, it doesn't help, especially thinking with Kenosha being the most recent example with, a, you know, a Democratic governor in Wisconsin and Tony Evers being a little bit more the democrat the 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 governors the dem especially the democratic governors who are experiencing these types of of events in their states need to not necessarily coordinate more with with Biden but they need to be showing showing a little bit more of a stronger hand to undercut and I hate to play politics and talk about the political uh, aspect of these things as, as tragic as these situations are um, but he needed to be more heavy handed to try and quell the unrest settle things down, stop the looting, because Kenosha is on fire, literally. Businesses that have been around for years have been burned to the ground um, in Kenosha, and for what, honestly, at the end of the day. Um, But um, I think if these governors can help Biden undercut that law and order mantra, it will only serve Biden better than what it is now, because... People are saying, you know, especially people in Wisconsin think about these swing states, the swing states, they they hate Trump's personality. From all the polling that I looked at, from all the reasons why people are feeling the way they are, at least up until now, they hate his personality. You know, even though they hated his personality in 2016, they hated Hillary more. So you saw these like two to one people going two to one in favor Mm -hmm. of Trump. And now, you know, in some areas, in some cases, it's the opposite. It's two to one in favor of Biden. But Grandpa Biden. Yeah. but with with uh, with all these things happening and Trump coming in talking about sending in the National Guard and you know giving police forces and sheriff's o- sheriff's offices the resources they need, he 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 puffs his chest and he's the law and order guy and people want they do they want that they want security they want law and order um, in times like this um, and so it's just playing to his strength. I don't know if it's going to flip the the. Um, the pulling on its head that much, but I mean, it's going to come close. It's going to make things a lot more
1: closer than, um, I think Biden would want it to be. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if Democrats end up shooting themselves in the foot by, um, by this. Uh, I mean, actually the protests kind of play into both the topics that we wanted to talk about next, which is the protests and the looting themselves, but also conventions. I mean, yeah. um, uh, do you have a preference um, on on sort of which we talk about first? Because no, let's do it. Um, the the I think one of the well, well, let's just keep talking about the protests, and we can talk about how they were played yeah. through the conventions. Uh, I I think one of the things that that interests me, and we kind of talked about it um, a couple of episodes ago, is that I, I really think there's two things going on here. There are the legit um, peaceful protest for, you know, kind of like a new civil rights movement. Right. Um, that is still going on and, and, and gets re-energized anytime something like, uh, I believe his name was Jacob Blake that was shot in, yeah. in Kenosha. Um, you know, and, and thankfully he lived, but he's paralyzed. It sounds like, uh, um, you know it gets re-energized every time something like this happens. Uh, but then they get taken over again, I get co-opted by a combination of sort of rage, uh, and then like probably like l- liberal hippie white people who may be out of jobs who have nothing better to do and think that they're sure. making a difference. and um, and then you throw in a little antifa showing up, uh, and, and then it becomes that, that more violent side. And you even have videos of, you know, peaceful black protesters and at least in Chicago yelling at sort of like white people who are doing damage and stuff. Yeah. And, and, and it's like, I don't know if someone from, as you mentioned, someone needs to and the democratic leadership who has sway to say something like, look, we can't, you know, I mean, I don't know. Obama's probably even said stuff, but you can't have this element of the protest. We understand you're mad, but this is not helping anyone. In fact, it's hurting your cause. If you look over the long history of, of how change has happened, it's never happened this way. Um, And I, you know, and then you probably have Russians fanning the flames on both sides on social media. I mean, a lot yeah. of this stuff, you know, the, the, I think since we last talked, there was the, the looting of Mag Mile in Chicago, right? Yeah. Right. And that kind of all kind of, I guess, sort of began because there was on social media, there was a, a claim that a a black uh, man had been shot by cops, which a kid, a black kid, a kid. Right. But it turned out that wasn't the case, but that didn't stop people from going out to protest. And then uh, my understanding is that there were actual people who had sort of planned for this and pulled up in like, in U-Hauls and stuff. U-Hauls. Yep. And just sort of, leveraged the protest for this and so yeah. you know i i don't know if there's a way to sort of clearly delineate that these people are criminals and should be tried to the fullest extent of the law mm-hmm. and mayors need to make that clear and i don't know i don't know if you followed Lori lightfoot's um speech the next day but she was pretty angry yeah she was uh, yeah, she really was and she I think she agreed to, you know, use the police force to do to to tamp down and 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 seek out justice against these individuals. Um, so I feel like there is. um a a way to sort of parse the difference between these, but then it may not matter as well because you have, most people seem to be getting their information from Twitter and Facebook and all the, all the information out there is, you know, basically one side is good or one side's bad. Um, And so it's, it's certainly, I agree with you. It's certainly uh, as someone who wants to see Biden get elected, excuse me. (coughs) Bless you. Sorry. Um, it certainly raises concerns that it will be, uh, you know, kind of tagged to the Democratic this is this is what the future looks like and and they'll play that angle. Yeah, Yeah, I, I don't think there is a way to kind of
0: to s- separate out the, the the bad element versus the versus the good element. I think that the peaceful there's peaceful protests and they seem to always devolve because of one reason or another, whether it's bad actors or, or people who you know bust in for you know to to cause mayhem and chaos, um, which that's uh, you know there's been reports of that happening in Kenosha, for sure, and you know I don't understand you know, I I don't understand the the kind of the white liberal progressives who have who have glommed on to Black Lives Matter and the protests who have they seemed in my I, I'm, and I could be wrong in my in the way of, I've seen this and read this but they seem they seem to be bringing the more a more of an angry element like they're they 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 are you know the converts are always the more um fundamentalist Well, it's in everything the the black community is clearly the black community is clearly pissed off and should be, but these the but the white progressive liberals are they take it 10 times further in anger, and it's it's so
1: it's so it's an interesting psychology to me. I mean, it's like, yeah, that's what I was saying, yeah, yeah. Like, if if you so I, I I seem to always bring it back to Israel, but if you look at who the most fundamental, um, Uh, Jewish settlers are, it's a high percentage of American converts, Mm -hmm. um, who've come over and converted to Israeli citizenship and settled. And, you know, you look at some of the most devout, um, Muslims, it's the, the converts. It's It's the the, converts. yeah. Yeah. And it's probably a similar thing, um, like you were saying
0: it's just it's funny when you see on on twitter some of these protests and (laughs) inevitably somebody's going to make the comment like why is it all white people (laughs) why is it you know with all the stuff that happened in dc this past week and and in our old neighborhood in columbia heights and and adams morgan it was all these white kids going up to people eating dinner screaming you know raise your fist in solidarity it's like everybody's like "Where's like there was there were clearly some, some black people there but a majority of them were these white kids. Like what? Like, <laughs> I just, and it's, it's crazy yeah. to me.
1: It's not a conversation, right? We, we always oh. talk about that here. It's not a conversation. It's no. imposition, right? Yep. It's, it's coercion. It's they coercion. To... It's imposition. Yeah. It's intimidation. Um, and that is not how you make a point. It's not how you, uh, build consensus. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it is concerning. I mean, I, they are losing the, like this was a moment, I think, to, you know, after the George Floyd killing to actually make some difference. And there have been some um, changes at the state level to, you know, how uh, police forces use force. and Right. Um, and some good, some bad, I probably. I don't know all of them. But I think this has sp- Bun a bit out of control, as we talked about before, like, you know, that, that pendulum dropping. Um, and, and I think part of it's due to COVID and the economy, right? Like I'm people sure. don't have anything to do and um, their money may have run out. And so th- there's other anger that put on top of it, but they risk missing an opportunity to, to really make kind of pr- productive change, I think um but I, it's it's weird because i think and this and we talk about this a lot off, off off also um it gets a lot of coverage but i and it's and it's obviously happening but is it is it that big i don't know it just seems like it gets magnified in the press and magnified in social media um and that you know, it's a, it's a, it's a issue to follow and pay attention to, but it's not like overtaking American cities.
0: Yeah. And the other, the other kind of element that's been getting kind of pulled into it as well is kids. You know, I've always, I've never been a fan of having kids participate in protests, go to political rallies where like I, I, I get, kind of like this wee awkward feeling whenever I see like a, like a parent putting their like three-year-old in like a Hillary for president t-shirt or like a Romney or whatever, like any type of presidential t-shirt. Have you been following my sister on Facebook again? Uh, (laughs) Does she do, I I have blocked her. So no, (laughs) just for my own sanity. But it's, I mean, it's, it is what it is, but it's like, I've always been like, why would you do that? Like your kid doesn't know, doesn't understand these things. Like there's, And then, you know, all these 15, 16, 17 year old kids who do participate in these protests, like, yeah, I guess they they understand on some level, but they don't have a real world kind of context. Like, some of them might, some of them might have have certainly had experiences, especially, you know, African American kids, and they certainly might have had experiences that, that have helped shape their viewpoint, but for the most part kids don't understand this crap. Like I barely understood it when I was, you know, 22 years old, 25 years old working in DC. Like they just don't have the real world experience to shape how you're truly going to feel about things in the long run. But, you know, here in Oak Park, we had um, our village, our village uh, board voted. uh, They heard and voted on a defund the police initiative or ordinance uh, this past week. Uh, it mm-hmm. went down, it it failed, but no. um, so the village board meeting was held via zoom because they're not because of COVID. So uh, our mayor, our village president was at home conducting it. And all these kids from the high school went over, they're part of a group. It's they're called Royal, which is the revolutionary Oak Park youth league or something like that. I forget. I might be screwing up the acronym. Um, but it's certainly a progressive you know, group, and they egged his house and protested on his lawn and on his porch. Whose house? And the mayor? Uh, this is the mayor. and Our golfing friend? A... What's that? Our golfing yeah, our, yeah, our, our, our golfing friend, yeah. And uh, somebody went into his backyard and vandalized something in his backyard, his garage, or I don't know. I, I don't know exactly what it was, but it has sparked a big debate here. Like, did these kids cross the line? They were with uh, adults. Yes. Did the adults encourage them to do this? um you know and it's there's this whole thing where like you know their kids they're allowed to voice their frustrations it's like yeah but you don't have a right to go to somebody's private home throw eggs at it and you know and cause any type of damage to property like that you've got no right to do anything like that um but it's right. still it sparked this pro this 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 conversation especially on like facebook groups Um, that adults the adult progressives are loving it they think this is great they think these kids did the absolute right thing to voice their opinion all the all the mayor had to do was to engage these kids like engage kids like one they don't they can't vote and two like they're kids like i just i i don't know i feel like i feel like we're trying way too hard to be revolutionary i feel like there's always been there's always been this generation especially among white progressives that have they they're dying to have their vietnam moment they're dying to have the 60s happen like it did for their parents and and grandparents and they're they want it now and it's i kind of feel like the, i don't know if that's what it is but that's what it feels like that they they want their revolutionary moment because they haven't had it yet and it's
1: they're just they're keep thinking that this is it hmm. i don't know well i'm looking at uh 538 um and they have an article. Could a backlash against Black Black Lives Matter hurt Biden? The two don't appear linked so far, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah i I don't think so. The problem
0: The problem is that it, it, I think it's very easy for people to make the distinction between Black Lives Matter as um, as a movement versus Black Lives Matter as an organization, because there are two different things. Mm -hmm. Um, there is, I think we're talking about the movement here. Yeah. I I think, yeah. I mean, well, I don't know, honestly, because you, if it does start to be like, if black lives matter does in fact become a liability to to the Biden campaign, they could say, you know, we, you know, I think, I think the, the, the core tenets of the, of the black lives matter movement is something that you can easily have and feel and believe in, but the organization itself, the tactics are something that you can, Say is is wrong or, or not not working or something like that. I don't know. um I don't think it becomes a liability for him because no. I think there are, there are outs there, but outs that are proper and uh, reasonable, not just him disavowing black people in general. Because obviously, that's not what you can do.
1: I will trust your
0: political instincts. I don't here. know. I don't know, man. I think oh. I think there is a lot of excitement for for Kamala Harris. Um, you know, I, it's funny ever since she got this, I've, I've noticed a lot of Howard University t shirts in Chicago because oh, really? you know, she went to Howard, um, yeah. and uh, a lot of Alpha Kappa Alpha, um, mm-hmm. you I'm know, which good. is the sorority she was in. And, uh, I mean, that's that's a very prominent right. African American female, you know, or sorority, so it's not unusual to see an Alpha Kappa Alpha t shirt or, or or license plate or whatever. Look, but, but, um, I've just been noticing it again, um, so, um I think there is a lot of excitement for I think it's I think it was a good choice. And I think, um, you know, if I were a a black American, I'd be super excited to have her on the ticket um, for everything that she represents. And
1: but it is sort of
0: it is funny, though, to watch the 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 media kind of contort themselves into how to describe her. Um, I think if there's if there's ever an argument as to to race being sort of a strange construct, this is it because she's not African-American. She's black, but she's also Indo American, but she's also been described as South Asian, and it's like she's not one thing at mm-hmm. all. And I think that's I think that's a great thing because that's what America is. That's what the United right. States is. We're not all one thing anymore. You know, very few of us are anymore. Um, so it's but it's been really like. I've seen people, I've seen CNN describe her as, as African American. I've seen other news organizations say she's black American and South Asian. And then I've seen Jamaican American and I've seen all of it. It's really funny um, and interesting to see.
1: What, where does the Jamaican American come from? Her dad is Jamaican. Oh. Her dad, okay. dad came and from her, Jamaica and her, her mother's from India. But yeah, right. So her dad is not technically African American.
0: No, that's why. That's why they've kind of switched to calling
1: her Black American now.
0: First Black and South Asian woman to be on a major party ticket, and it's there's a there's an author, um, Thomas Chatterton Williams, who is based in Paris. He's an American. He married a Parisian, Mm -hmm. and he has he has a book about this that races. He basically thinks that race is not a thing. It's not. There's no construct anymore. There's nobody is a one thing anymore. Um, And this is like the perfect example of that. Now that's. You know, there are still people who are purely one thing, but, um, the trend they're is, weird. they're the weird ones now. They're not the norm. It's not the norm anymore. Um, so, uh,
1: it's I mean, just, I'm it's, even Scots Irish and right. I'm not even purely, I'm just a pure, uh, are mutt, mutt. Yeah. yeah. Pure
0: English mutt. Yeah. My kids aren't a hundred percent Greek English. now. They're Greek and Irish. There I mean, that's, yeah.
1: My kids are, you know, Jewish, Irish. <laughs> Is that something? Yeah, maybe. Um Yeah. Uh, it, it, she, I, I don't know. I like her. And I think she, you know, if it had been someone even less um, law and order, less with a, uh, you know, law, legal background, um, it could probably hurt the Biden campaign yeah. more given what's going on, but I think she can effectively sort of ride that line. Um, but yeah, let's, I mean, I think you're seeing sort of how this week uh, in the RNC convention, which is the next topic we're going to talk about sure is how the, the, the Trump campaign intends to play all this. Um, and uh, you know, you have here, a question have we watched I have not watched either of the the conventions but I have read some of the aftermath and the mm-hmm. postmortems for him each night for both both conventions and um some of the the stuff that the GOP convention are saying where you know it's like they're basically playing up the you know if Biden gets elected there's going to be chaos in the streets and needles I mean, on the corner and homeless people everywhere and you know I, I don't think that's anything anything any new sort of innovative playbook for the, the GOP it just may be a little bit more over the top now but um, you know it it, it is a, me- a message that I think can uh, can convince people to to maybe give the Trump campaign another chance well I th- the conventions so I've been
0: to several conventions in, in my my career and rnc can been, i've never been to dnc's but obviously been to rnc's and they were all you know i think back to 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 bush in 2004 which was in new york uh even even bush in 2000 in philadelphia like they were they were optimistic they were mm-hmm. hopeful yeah um, and there are it's not to say there aren't elements of hope and optimism in this year's rnc but it is, it is certainly more muted than I think it's ever been in recent history. Um, it is a lot more fire and brimstone. It is a lot more almost apocalyptic in a way. Um, I also find it ridiculous that there's been so many speakers with the last name Trump for um, an incumbent, like it's fine to roll out your family when you're like the fresh candidate, the new candidate. You, you're not the incumbent. I think that's right. fine. Like,
1: meet my wife. Yeah, yeah.
0: Meet, these are my kids who are all well accomplished too, and they are great kids, and
1: they're gonna. I love how my dad. It's more stuff like that,
0: it's right? Not, but yeah. not not when your daughter and son-in-law work in the West Wing, and you're two moron sons older sons are you know talking heads every other day on cable news for you but they're delivering keynotes um i would have been fine if it would have just been you know nikki haley and mm-hmm. tim and, scott in tim scott and um the ag from from uh kentucky uh daniel cameron, cameron. daniel cameron who i i caught uh, some of his speech actually now I think about it, and it was very very good um you know
1: Well, I I would like to ask you, as as you know, someone who is a, I think you still claim to be now a former Republican at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, You know, what are your thoughts on? I mean, it seems to me that this has been sort of the codification, the final sort of, this is now the Trump Party. It's not a Republican Party, and that you know, even to the point where the RNC didn't have a platform. It's it's we we pledge to support Trump and his mm-hmm. efforts to make America great again. Like, um, what do you think as a sort of a as you talked about an so experienced RNC uh, attendee of where what what's what you're seeing or hear or reading? I know you're not seeing it, but what you're reading this week? I
0: think everything you need to know is is what's occurring tonight with with Trump's nomination speech taking place on the South Lawn. Which I think is the most ridiculous thing ever, and people on in the GOP think it's great that he's set up a Trump Pence signs all over the White House, <laughs> using the White House as a political backdrop uh, for a nomination speech. It just horrifies me to my core. There are a million other venues in Washington D.C. area that he could have used to do this. That would have not been that would have been easy and not inconvenient for him to get to um i just I, I i saw i've seen pictures all day about their about the setup and you know there's 1500 people that are going to be there none of them are wearing masks you know at least at the dnc during the dnc at least the speeches that i saw if there were people in the crowd if they weren't if there were some people there they were all wearing masks they were all separate but every a lot of this melania speech there was rows and rows of people and none of them were wearing masks they weren't six feet apart it's mm-hmm. like it's it's it, you're it, it's this unwillingness to take it seriously and yeah. then to use like the Pompeo stuff. I'm not, I I'm not familiar with that stuff, giving a speech from Jerusalem. I don't, I I don't, I'll admit that I fully don't understand what the problem was with that. I, other than it's, you know, giving a speech from foreign soil. Like I, I, well, I don't know. What that, I don't know I, if that,
1: Before you continue, I will say um, having worked in this sphere, it's well, one, it's the, using Israel as a a wedge issue, right? Mm-hmm. And, it, and Israel sure. itself wants to remain a bipartisan issue. So that's a problem from that yep. side. But then also the there are it, there's an appearance of arranging an official visit, right, to record this speech for political gain, right. which would not surprise me with this administration.
0: Yeah. Well, and then which brings you to using the White House, the South Lawn. Right. It's is, similar. It's yeah. similar. So I just I can't, I, it kills me. It kills well, me I, mean, I, think, I. He could yeah. have gone anywhere else and it would have been fine. But to use the White House or any monument, I, I, I thought I, you know, Lincoln Memorial or anything like that, that's, it just, that's wrong.
1: It's wrong. There's and nowhere there's else no, to put it. There's no former Republican president speaking at, uh, I guess the only one that's alive is, is, is George W. at this point? But yeah, um, I guess Bob Dole. Uh, but he's probably he's uh, ninety eight. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's. If he wasn't president, but a, a nominee for president. Um, but it's it feels good. to... I mean, it feels good that that President Bush was
0: no thank you. Mm-hmm. Paul Ryan was no thank you. Um, Do you I don't know. Did, if was I, he asked? I don't know if he was. But either way, like he's not there. He's not he there. never was. I i saw paul yesterday i was at a fundraiser with him here and in, in, just in rosemont um he stopped at one which was great so i got to see him he didn't talk about any of this but um you know clearly he's not in <laughs> in charlotte or in dc recording stuff so he wasn't 100 percent loyal to to trump yeah. so then he's on the outs so it's you know it's it is it feels good to see these guys uh who are important you know it is, and it, I, but it's also funny to see them be dismissed as you know d longtime dc insiders I'm like, come, come, on. On. Losers. like come, on. come on i just want to be like you gotta be kidding me at this point like if you don't think that trump trump is now the dc insider he is like it's it shifts every four years man and it's just the it's the nature of politics like he owns it all but, yeah
1: yeah I mean contrast that to The DNC, which I think again I didn't watch, but it sounded um, more generally hopeful, trying to say that basically the that you know Trump was incapable of sort of leading this nation and highlighting sort of him, but not saying his performance and his some of the his character, I guess. But it wasn't as sort of wasn't like fire and brimstone, um, and they talked about more of you know, like even their roll call speech was like highlighting the diversity and and many different cultures and and um, landscapes of America. You know, like it just it seemed a bit more uh, like um, welcoming than the RNC, and the RNC kind of seems like if you not follow us a hundred percent, then you're for this this, you know, um hellscape that the democrats will bring. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I caught I caught a lot of Michelle Obama's
0: speech, a lot of President Obama's speech and Biden's speech and a few random ones I'd, when I went if I was watching. Um you know, I didn't like them. I thought I mean it was nice I think I think the Obama's uh, president and Michelle Obama's speeches were, were fine and, and, and good. I thought Biden's speech was, was good. I even thought the I caught about half of Kamala Harris's speech. I thought it was very good. Um, but I mean, like you said, it's the general message and the feeling that you get coming away from it. I think, I think there were great speeches at the RNC this week, honestly, the ones, the highlights that I've seen, I thought they were all, some of them were really good, but the themes uh, overall, um, when you put them all together, what it feels like, and you know, I just, I feel like yeah. Trump is trying to turn us all into authoritarian racists who hate poor people uh, and love conspiracy theories. And
1: yeah, when do can... we even talk about QAnon on this? Uh... Yeah, it's like
0: I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I made a comment to some that. friends. I had a Zoom call on on Tuesday night. I made a comment to some friends, but during Melania Trump's speech, she looked like she had. It, it was a. It looked like she was. <laughs> I was like, "Hey, it kind of looks like she was captured by the North Koreans, and this is her like propaganda speech that she's being forced
1: to give." <laughs> and, well, uh, someone did make that comparison to Kimberly Guilfoyle's uh, yelling. Speech, oh my god! Where oh like, god. It, and they they contrasted it, or they put it next to like a North Korean spokeswoman speaking, and it was like very similar. Well, wow. it was another friend of mine said that
0: he he is good friends with um, Gavin Newsom's former comms director. Uh-huh. uh when he was lieutenant governor um and um or not not lieutenant governor i guess when when were they married was he mayor of san francisco yeah when, whenever idea. they were married this person was his comms per, his comms director his okay director. and they said she has always been like that like this isn't a new thing she's always that's how she's always delivered speeches it's very odd <laughs> wow <laughs> i mean yeah. nothing would be more odd than gavin newsom being married to kimberly guilford yeah but, that's weird but Whatever,
1: um, yeah, um, but yeah, way. I I think that uh, you know you said you mentioned, and I've read some some somewhat positive, uh, similarly positive reviews of some of the speeches, like Tim Scott's. But I think the theme that that I've also seen is that it seems out of step with sort of the overall tone and tenor and message of the campaign oh, or sure. of the of the convention. Whereas yeah. the Democrats may have weaved a better. Theme and sort of hopeful message over in total, whereas the RNC they kind of pieced it together with some, you know, potential future faces, but don't necessarily uh, mesh complete with the sort of Trump uh, message and and sort of uh, theme that he's looking to go for. Yeah. Um. I I guess he's probably done speaking now. I don't know. He was supposed to speak tonight, right? His yep. acceptance speech. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm sure
0: it's I'm sure it's it's uh it's,
1: it's after 11, 11 Eastern there, time, yeah. so I'm sure. Uh
0: Will you yeah. want to move into uh, wrap this up and move into what we're into? Sure. Do
1: you have anything? Um, <laughs> um you know I I was going to say I was into northern Michigan, but I kind of kind of ruined that at the beginning. Oh, God um so maybe you go first and if I can think of anything else, I'll let you know.
0: Yeah. So what I'm into is my brand new bicycle. Oh yeah. Yeah. I went and got it. So I've, I've, I think I've already mentioned this on, on a earlier episode earlier this year that I've rediscovered, through COVID, I rediscovered my bike and we, mm-hmm. you know, I was doing a lot more biking around, um, Oak Park and, uh, in general. And, but you know, that bike was 15 years old. What the gears actually, the back gears actually came loose and I couldn't shift years anymore and it felt like the chain was going to break so i was like well maybe it's time this you know instead of getting it fixed i was like maybe it's time just to donate this and and then get a new bike it's been over 15 years so uh, i did that and um was it you that told me that there's a bike shortage yeah yeah so that's that's true you, <laughs> yes. weren't, you weren't you weren't lying i, um, I rarely do you, it's true yeah so i ended july last week of july or first week oh, i forget when i went into the bike shop one of the bike shops and um so I said, "Well, this is what I'm looking for," and they and they told me exactly what I was hoping they would tell me to get. And so I got a Trek Dual Sport Two, and um, you know, not a very expensive bike, just something for me to ride around with and ride around with my kids and um, take it to the gym and stuff. But um, I was expecting them to be like October, and they were like, "Well, it could be October." And I was like, "Wow!" And they they uh, pulled up the, their sheet, their transfer sheet, and they actually found one that was going to come in in two weeks. Yeah. um so it worked out like i was really really lucky like so while i was in michigan with my family um i got the the text message that it was in and it was uh, two weeks later so I came and biked my old you know rode my old bike there donated it and they gave me my new bike and i've been riding around and it's awesome it's good it's nice to have a new, nice to have a new bike and riding it around and uh been I yeah how, i put it I put several miles already on it on it already do you have good just
1: paths in
0: over there no not really uh but the you know the bike there's bike lane the bike lanes are very good around here just like you know throughout the city too but um i, I do need to i want to discover some bike paths i think they're i they're i' pretty sure there might be because we do have a for, uh, a forest preserve a nature preserve uh, on the west side of oak park um so i'm sure there's one over there but i just haven't gone that far but um it's uh, nice to have a new bike
1: well good. I, I certainly enjoy riding my bike around. Um, so I'm glad you're you are as well. Um, real quickly, it looks like I'm looking at the five thirty-eight live blog because my what I'm into, and I'll just say it real quickly, is actually the five thirty-eight presidential forecast, which I check multiple times a day. Have nice. you have you checked that out? Uh I all? have, but in but yeah. not lately. Um but the live blog from the RNC, it appears Trump may still be speaking at 1110 at night. Oh, good for him. <laughs> uh, so that I'm sure this is going to be an epic. We're uh, going to build a wall. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's still talking, I think. So, yeah, anyway, I would say that was what I, I'm into. I, I liked, I, I, and I, I tweeted it on our, our Twitter page of, you know, I called it porn for political junkies, the forecast where you can look into the, every state polling and, and, and kind of see, and you can sort by um, poll strength or, or poll quality and um, look at the, you know, all this different outcomes. Um, so, yeah, I, I I am into it. And I I had a little bit of a heart attack um, the other day when uh, I think some new polling, swing state polling came out this week that showed, uh, you know, Biden's still ahead, but it had shrunk um, from you know, maybe where it was two to three weeks ago, and as a result, the five thirty eight forecast went from um, Biden winning seventy two times out of a hundred to sixty nine times out of a hundred, and I was, you know, I had to, I had to, yeah, brace myself so I didn't fall down because that was such a shock. We um,
0: should we should at some point explore uh, in a future episode uh, the electoral college versus national popular vote
1: because um, if.
0: Because the, the the system is going to get burned to the effing ground if Trump wins the electoral college and not the popular vote again.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean he could lose by more than he lost last time and yep. still win, and still win. Um, but um, yeah, so I mean, I don't know. I would think that there might be a good case for <laughs> for Democrats winning three out of the last. I don't know, five or six elections, um, but only actually, or winning five out of the last eight elections, but only actually winning two terms out of those. Mm -hmm. Um, I I would think that would, you could make a pretty strong case on that, but well, and um, and I mean, and for the record, I am against getting rid of the electoral college. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying you should, I'm just saying if, if that does happen again, um, I would think you could probably, uh, You'll probably hear a lot of it, so but yeah. we'll save that for a future episode. We'll see, yeah, that and the uh, the whole ending, the filibuster in the Senate, and we'll QAnon, well. QAnon, and I also want to talk about the, uh, the. We're just this is what you call a tease, folks. For <laughs> those, those who aren't in the business, um, in the business. <laughs> I also want to talk about the uh, FBI lawyer who pleaded guilty to falsifying, um, knowingly falsifying documents in the. Uh, Carter Page FISA application.
0: What?
1: Yeah. Um, and why? And parse that out a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, lots to look, lots to look forward to. No more three, four week hiatuses. However no, long it's been. We're not. And um, we will
0: we will do our new format too. It's uh, very soon. Yes. I, we'll, I, I, and we we'll, we won't tell you what that is. We, so we that's will all not 40s. because it's such a good idea. We don't want anybody to know and steal it from us. That's right. Um, all right, Pete. All right, man. Well,
1: well follow us on
0: the end of the Trump uh, speech. Yes, follow us on Twitter at Bros Politics. Listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, and we need to go to a casino. Seriously, I do want to do that. I've decided I'm okay going over to Hammond. Um, obviously, not next weekend I'm down. because it's because it's Labor Day weekend. Maybe the weekend after yes. that we can go. Um, so. Oh, I
1: might be going to. Well, I, I'll tell you once we go off the air. But, okay. Yeah. Well, sometime soon. Sometime we'll soon, we're going to go to a casino. Peace out. See you, man. Good night.